They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. All right, welcome back. Episode 20 of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. Super stoked for this episode. Uh, as always, you know, like it and share it and subscribe to it and follow the podcast, however it is that you're listening or whatever platform it happens to be on. Um, I've made mention on a few podcasts of joining TikTok not that long ago, uh, about a week and a half ago or so. Well, I mean, a week and a half ago, if you're listening to it immediately, uh, could be later than that if you listened to this past a week and a half ago. Um, or whatever, forget it. But, uh, so I'm scrolling through videos and I come across a video of this dude rapping. And, uh, it was a, it was a mood that I was in where I was literally just kind of watching every video that I saw. And as I'm watching this video, I'm like, damn, this kid's got bars. Damn. So I, I went to his page. I followed him immediately. Uh, I noticed that he didn't have a lot of followers, but I did notice that the video that I happened to see was blowing up at the time. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to message this kid and uh, get him on the podcast. And thankfully, he responded, was down with it. Uh, Danny White, what's going on, my friend? Going on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, quick little quick little background. You, uh, The stuff that you rap about is uh, extremely personal to you. Yeah. Um. Uh, he, Danny is living with Tourette's uh, and, and is trying to get the message out, which is really why I think it, it kind of caught my attention because it wasn't really, yeah, it, I mean, it was, the, it was the words that were, you were saying, but it, I think it was the personal feel that you were putting in, your, in, in the verse that I caught. And I was like, I got to help this kid get his message out there because I know on a personal level, I'm, I'm, well, I don't know, but I'm assuming you deal with quite a bit of shit in your personal life? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair to say. <laughs> um, why do, how did you, uh, let, let's, let's start with how you got started, like, like rapping. Did it just kind of come to you one day or were you just like, oh, damn, I could do this? You know, it's funny. So in high school, me and my, a good friend at the time, I still talk to him every now and then, but his name is Romney Che. And this is back in the AIM days when kids had sidekicks. Okay. And we, we used to just freestyle for fun through AIM and we would rap battle. <laughs> and, you know, he was into rapping and I always liked hip hop. But at the time, these group of people came to our school. And this is kind of what kicked everything off. And it was, you would write a spoken word. And basically the best ones would get picked and you would perform. And I remember I wrote a spoken word, you know, about living with Tourette's. Mm -hmm. And it didn't get picked and honestly i was frustrated okay because it was important to me and i was talking to one of my friends and he was like honestly like you have a message but you're not you didn't articulate it as good as everyone else with their spoken words and so that's when i was like you know what i'm going to get better at this and so i started writing poems and spoken word and at the time i was listening to a lot of gangstar mac miller uh, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi at the time, uh, it was around the time sound, 
Man on the Moon came out. Okay. And I heard soundtrack to my life, and it just it really hit me a certain way, and it kind of kicked off how I started writing. <clears throat> and then you know, fast forward a couple of years, I was still writing spoken words. I wasn't. I it's not that I partied too much, but I was a little self-destructive when I was younger. Okay. And also, the point I was working dead end jobs, and I ended up going to Job Corps. And when I went to Job Corps, that's just when it just kind of happened. All these kids are freestyling, and I just like used to listen to them. And one day I started freestyling, and a bunch of kids were like, "Damn, you got bars!" <laughs> and no joke, I remember spending every minute of the day and just writing, mm-hmm. putting instrumentals on in my dorm. And I spent from right when I got out of class up until I went to bed. And then I'd go to the smoking section where all the kids freestyled. And I would show them what I wrote. I'd freestyle. Then a talent show happened. And I won the talent show. Then I won another talent show. And at that point, I was like, I think I can really do something. And, you know, I can really get this message across. Because people, the most important thing, people were finally starting to understand me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I struggled with. Like, honestly, my entire life, just getting people to understand. And, you know, I thought of that and a couple kids started coming up to me and was like, Hey, um, do you think you could record that song? Because that like, there's a couple kids that just came up to me and basically told me how much I helped them. And, you know, you don't realize the magnitude of how powerful music can be. Right. Until other people start to, just feel some type of way about it and at that point that's when i was like i want to do this and then you know tiktok happened and like i've always been taking it serious right but i used tiktok what a year ago Mm -hmm. i posted three videos i was like ah i don't want to use this and then a week and a half ago i just decided to post some videos one popped off and i went from about 30 to thirteen thousand followers in about a week Damn. And I've had, I have spent every minute of the day talking to kids, these parents that have kids with Tourette's and it's, it's been a whirlwind. Like this has been a life changing week for me because now I'm, I finally have this little platform where kids are listening to me and I'm helping them and coming to me for advice. And honestly, that's what I've wanted to do since I was younger. So gotcha. been a crazy week. Uh, it, you know, it's it's kind of crazy because I think we 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 joined TikTok right around the same day, as a matter of fact. And uh, so now you're up to like thirteen thousand followers. I got yeah. nine. I got nineteen. I just, <laughs> that's that's where I'm at right now. I got nineteen and uh, a total of seventy three likes on the five videos that I have posted. But at the same, you know, I mean. Really, it, it, as long as you're sticking with it and you're putting something out there, if it reaches somebody, then so be it. You know, I mean, it's not. And and I'm I'm thankful that you joined it because it gave me an opportunity to to talk to you and get to know you a little bit. And yeah, uh, you know, it's it's really cool that you now have this platform and through TikTok. And this is one of the things that I actually love about social media is you're reaching people. It, it's one of the positives of social media, aside from all yeah. the other bullshit that's out there. Um, you're reaching people with your message and, and it's really, really cool because 
it's like you said, you don't know who's dealing with what and who's going to be affected by your message. So if that is getting to people, when you're able to help people, that's, that, that speaks volumes for you and, and also what you're trying to do. And the cool thing is you always hear about these, these social media influencers now. Yeah. And uh, to say that you are an influ- a social media, you're a TikTok influencer. Like I don't crazy. (laughs) It's weird how it just kind of happens too sometimes, but you know, you got those people that are like super famous that are making lots of money for their Instagram stuff and whatever, or their Twitter stuff. We'll take, you know, say the Kardashians, but on a different level, granted, you're not making millions of dollars for being an influencer yet. Um, uh, What's that? I said to me, if being honest, I, I already won. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, that's what I was getting to is, is you're winning in a, in a completely different way. Like to, to be able to help people, to be able to get your message out and let people know they're, they're not alone in yeah. dealing what they're dealing with. And it, you know, I'm assuming, you know, the struggle growing up for you where you, you had felt alone probably at mul- multiple times. Man, <laughs> I look back and it's just like, like I will say when I got to high school, once everyone grew up, it was pretty chilling. Like it, I mean, there were still plenty of situations I got uh, faced with, but as far as the immediate people around me in school, it wasn't challenging like it was in elementary school and middle school. But you know, when those seeds are being planted as you're growing up, they eventually grow and Sometimes like it's like playing in all these plants when you're little and then once you're older, once they've grown, they're there to stay. Like right. and it's you learn to live with those trees that grew. Or but yeah, it was, it was a huh. I look back, it's it has been a it's been a crazy journey so far. Yeah, uh, I I mean I I can imagine. I I dealt with a different, you know, I've I've dealt with depression and anxiety. Uh, yeah. more more so in in the recent uh, probably the past seven eight years or something like that, which I didn't really have when I was younger, but you know things happen in your personal life for whatever reason, and uh you kind of you kind of deal with it and and you know one of the things that you always hear, which never really helps, is you know well, someone's got it worse than you, and they do you know and and we un- we understand that on a personal level, but you know um to deal with what you had to deal with growing up. I know how kids can be. And it's like, man, and it's unfortunate, but you've made it to where you are. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm I'm glad it happened, but the most important thing, and this is one of the reasons why I'm so happy. There's a lot of kids that are following me now is just because I was, I managed to somehow make it through all this. There's going to be a lot of kids that unfortunately they might take another route and right. they might handle all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, but with you, with you getting your message out there um, and, and being able to, and you know, it's nice because I think it's really dope that you had the, the, you know, the one person be like, can you record the song? Because it helps you, it helps them. And, yeah. you know, I, I, it's not that I, I don't create music. I listened to a lot of it. I love the fact that you were listening to Gangstar, one of my favorites. Oh, that, he's one of my all-time favorite. Um, one of my first official shows, actually. I mean, rest in peace, a guru. But I had the 
the opportunity to open for Big Shug in terminology, which is nice. crazy to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's dope. I mean, I've been listening to. Well, I I didn't spend a lot of time with Gangstar. I do enjoy them. Um, I have Hard to Earn on my phone, which right. is which for me was probably my favorite album because one of my favorite songs when I was growing up was Dwick and uh, uh and my other favorite song on that album is actually Now You're Mine which is which is all yeah. about, it's all about basketball um which I used to listen to all the time I used because I, I played a lot of ball when I was growing up mm-hmm. and I would listen to that on the way to the court wherever I was going to play and anytime I listened to that song I would but play you- like I would play like shit <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why do I listen? I would be my because I was, you know, I, I was a jump shooter. So I'm like, but every time I would listen to that song, and then my jump shot was off that day. I was like, we're gonna stop listening to that song on the way to play ball. Yeah, I was like, damn you, guru, for you're jinxing me. <laughs> but um, but I mean, for to to listen to the stuff that you've put out on TikTok, um. The one thing that, that you can definitely tell is there is so much feeling in your song, like in your, in your verses. And, you know, obviously we only get 60 seconds on TikTok. So, but, but you can definitely, you can definitely feel what, uh, what it is that you're trying to get across. And I know you had, uh, you had mentioned Mac Miller was a, was a pretty big influence on you as well. Right. Yeah, uh, um, so the thing with Mac Miller, I've always been a fan of him. And uh, the first song I ever heard of him was when he dropped the video for Nikes on my feet. And then I listened to Good Evening, uh, The Best Day Ever. Like, a lot of those songs, I, you know, they were on my playlist, songs I really enjoyed. But when he dropped his Faces mixtape, mm-hmm. you know, he really got much more personal like as soon as he his style changed and he was getting just much deeper with his music because when he first started out let's be honest he was kind of it's not that he was like it was frat rap but songs like knock knock donald trump and all that it's just i don't know they're, they're good songs i really enjoy them but once he really found his sound and started becoming an actual musician that's when like a lot of my heavy influences are from his Good AM album and his last two albums, Swimming and Circled. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's crazy is uh, <clears throat> personally, never really, I've never really spent any time with Max music um, yeah. for, no, for no particular reason other than I think it's more, I just never did, but I've had numerous people like, no, you really got to listen to this dude. And now I think I really need to. Because yeah, I um, would honestly start with his last album and then just work your way back. Okay, because his last his they're incredible. Gotcha. And it's all one of the you know how when people die and they have a post album and it's not very good. Right. This the first albums post an artist's death where they actually it represented him. Nice. Okay. Yeah, they did that with Biggie, and it was not really worth my time. Setting <laughs> because you, it shows that they're kind of just doing it for the the monetary reasons, right? Oh yeah, and, and Tupac I think has come out with like fifteen albums since he passed away. 
<laughs> to be fair, though, Tupac was a record machine. Like, people say, like, oh, he had more flops than Biggie. And it's like, that's because Tupac was recording nine songs a day. Right. Like, yeah. You, you hear the stories of Pac, and it was like, he was living in the studio. Like, he really yeah. was, and was just banging stuff. He was a machine. Yep. Like, go to his discography, it's, it's kind of overwhelming, honestly. Right, yeah. I mean, I think for me, it was, I was, I liked some of Tupac stuff. I uh, was yeah. more, of a, more of a biggie guy, I think, only because it was more, it was the East Coast style. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was, you know, he was representing New York, and, and kind of, it was different. You know, it was, it was still gangster rap, but it really wasn't gangster rap. You know what I mean? Where it was, he was hard and he had his hard tracks, but it was still a mix though, like emotion, like suicidal thoughts is probably my favorite Biggie song. Yeah. Yes. I, I can't, I can't disagree with that. I liked, and I liked the way he did that. Um, it was, it's funny cause Jay-Z did something similar, although it was a completely different thought process and topic yeah. when he did, um, Oh, what the hell was the name of the song? It was on reasonable doubt. Oh, friend or foe was the name of the was the mm-hmm. name, of the and it was more like he was speaking to somebody. Like he was Jay was talking to somebody that came on his block that didn't belong there because he ran the block. Yeah, um, where you know, and with Biggie, kind of going through all the shit that was going on with him in his mind, and talking to Puff about you know and, and killing himself. I I like the way both of those those songs were put together and I like the thought process behind both of those songs. Yeah. It's like they were kind of just like they were similar, but at the same time they had two completely different avenues that they were clearly the, the leaders of. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I, you know, it's, it's funny too. I, I mean, I don't know what may, I think it was just more or less, it was kind of the delivery of the whole thing where it wasn't really, it didn't feel like a song. It, you felt like you were just, listening to a conversation as opposed to yeah it was an experience yeah as opposed to somebody just you know telling a story through a song um which is a conversation i've had on multiple episodes of this podcast when we start talking music because i'm like you know these people weren't really killing people right like that's not like like krs1 krs1 has always said he was like nobody that's killed anybody is confessing that shit on a song oh yeah 100 (laughs) percent Can't, don't, haven't they used uh, people's songs in court as evidence before? That I don't know. Um, I, I've never done any real, che- you know, checking into anything yeah. like that. Be- only because it was like, I never took any of this, anything that anyone was saying as like, you know, gospel, where it was like, oh, right. you, know, you know, they're out there really running around and shooting at people. Now they're, they're rapping about it because <laughs> why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you want to sell millions of albums and incriminate yourself at the same time? That sounds like something. That's yeah, <laughs> honestly, like they'll like, say the name, eight, like yeah, we was on Seventh Avenue. Bobby had the whip, and I had the clip. Hit it in the <laughs> room and shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, oh, like yeah, yeah, good. That was yeah. the feds are just like interesting under yeah. your bed. <laughs> yeah, like wait, what was the date? Where? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, ironically, there was a murder that day. <laughs> At that place. Oh, shit. You're under arrest. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so, I mean, I want to talk to you a little bit about, like, uh, you formulating songs. I mean, obviously, there is a, there, you know, you, 
you bring you you tap into your life experiences yeah in in dealing with stuff i mean you know um so like what would what would a normal process of you say say writing a song be honestly i usually just put a beat on mm-hmm. and i just start rapping oh. and like, a lot of times i'll record myself and the reason why like I try to freestyle so much is I've been fortunate enough to just spend so much time writing and just rapping to myself and with other people and listening to so many rappers, watching freestyles, just doing my homework on the culture itself as well. Mm-hmm. That you just soak in all this knowledge. And at some point it just, it kind of becomes like a not muscle memory, but it just comes natural. It's like someone that hops on the piano that's yep. been playing their life and they can just think of a bunch of different melodies to play. Fair enough. For me, it's just, as far as rhymes go, yep. someone tells me a word, I immediately I have 15 rhymes that come to mind and I can figure out on how to get there. But it's, when you tell the truth, you don't have to remember shit. Right, that makes sense. So for me, it's just being able to just speak on my own memories not only gives it the authenticity, but it, you know, it separates me from other people in the sense where I'm just talking about my experiences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you relate, you relate. If you don't, then that's, that's cool, man. Thanks for listening. But Right. Yeah. I, I, that, well, that's the one thing too about music is, uh, is you, can, you can tell a story about an experience that you've had and you know, the person listening to it might not be able to relate exactly to the story that you're telling, yeah. but can get there in some kind of way. Uh, right. if, that, if that makes sense, you know, I, yeah, no, that, that makes uh, complete sense because I listened to, I, I mean, I grew up listening to a bunch of stuff uh, when it came to hip hop as, as much as I possibly could. I mean, I, I generally geared towards the favorites that I had, whether it was Biggie or Das FX, Wu-Tang Clan, uh, when Eminem came around, I was just like, God damn. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, like my first taste of M was, was like the radio stuff. My name is stuff. Cause I was working for a radio station. We were playing his music. But then I started listening to when he came out with a Marshall Mathers LP. The first time I heard Stan, I was like, Holy shit. I was like, you know, the, the way he told that story was just, and not that I'm saying anything that anybody doesn't know. I mean, it, that was just, that 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 whole song was ridiculous. It was oh, everything, the aesthetic of it, the vibe, the video. Mm-hmm. Like, Granted, it was like you know twenty seven minutes long, but whatever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, I want to listen to one more than one song in the car on my yeah. way to wherever it was. I'm the same way. And I'm like, I listen to that whole shit. I'm already there, and it's not even over. Yeah, I'm like, sitting in the parking lot. <laughs> it's like, like the song is not over with yet. Damn, man. But, um, so I, you know, I gravitated towards my favorites, but like I said, like listening to stuff when I was in high school, listening to the chronic or Snoop Dogg's doggy style. And I fell in love with the, with, with the songs on those albums. Like I couldn't really relate to what they were saying. Like what the, what do I know about growing up in South central? Yeah. yeah a, lot, a lot of music I did listen to growing up. A lot of it wasn't, you know, I listened to hip hop. Because when I was little, I found my dad's CDs, but that was the only kind of introduction to hip hop. I listened to a lot of uh, rock and punk rock music. 
Okay. And like, you know, when I was in like middle school, I was listening like Lincoln Park. Okay. Mike Shinoda was actually one of the reasons why like I kind of liked rap even more because, you know, although I wasn't being exposed to all this different hip hop, Mike Shinoda was always my favorite part about Lincoln Park. And, you know, I hit my freshman year. And at this point, I'm like super into anime. And I was like one of those kids that was listening to all this Japanese music, rock music. But once I hit high school was, you know, when the internet was finally getting bigger. Mm -hmm. There was this website called playlist.org. And I used to find playlists. And that's when I started finding more rap and hip hop. And um, I believe it was my freshman year. You know, I've all, I always knew who Gangstar was. Okay. But the first time I ever heard Moment of Truth, and I'll say it right now for the record, I think Moment of Truth is one of, just my personal opinion, I think it is the greatest rap song in history. As far I still, like, I listen, even to this day, if it comes on and I'm in a, a certain mood, like, it's, it was one of the first songs that, like, brought a tear to my eye. Okay. As far as hip-hop and rap. And, you know, I started listening to that. Then... Uh, Tribe Called Quest, Beats, Rhymes, and Life, one of my all-time favorite hip-hop albums. Just beginning to end, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's just, that's what started made me going back and looking at everything else. Like, Method Man, every, I mean, everyone in Wu-Tang, obviously. Method Man was who stuck out to me the most, though. Yeah, I, I would agree, I agree with that. Although, I know everybody gives, like, uh, Raekwon and Ghostface a lot of credit. Um, for me, it was Method, and, and, and I'm not taking anything away from Raekwon or, or oh, Ghost. They're all top-tier, high-level MCs, for sure. Well, it, it's hard to say, because there's like 804 people in the Wu-Tang Clan, so yeah. like maybe some of them aren't that good. I don't, I don't know. I was <laughs> What's that? I'm like pro-era. With like Joey Badass and all them. Yeah, okay. It's like, yeah, like you know about Joey Badass, you know, rest in peace, Capital Steez, but it's like, they got like, they got a lot of people in their camp. <laughs> it was crazy, like when, like with Wu, they put out uh, Enter the 36 Chamber, mm-hmm. and you were like, okay, so you got to know everybody that was on that album. Then they put out their second album, which I think was a, which is a double album. Called Billy Mays. Oh, wait, there's more. And it was like, all of a sudden you're like, where the fuck are all the other guys that were on the other albums? Like, like what happened to the Jizza? Where did he go? Where did Inspect the Deck go? Where'd, who are these people? <laughs> yeah, dude. It, right? Like, because you get so accustomed and they're yeah. like, not more of us. Yeah. You're like, did you guys get the entire Staten Island community on this album? Is that what you did? Mm-hmm. You brought them all. <laughs> I'm just, so, uh, but uh, 36 Chambers was definitely a, a, a standout album to me. Uh, yeah. You know, heavy influence growing up in, in the music. How, do you mind if I ask how old you are? 26. 26 years old. Yeah. My, one of my favorite things to listen to as, as, a, as an artist, you know, you're coming up, uh, and, and it is the fact that you know the history of the music, you listen. You know, especially me, like not for nothing, me being white. I, if, if you come into this and you don't like all of this started for a reason, mm-hmm. there's a reason why hip hop is so powerful. And right. if you don't know the reasons and you just come in, because let's be honest, it's, e- it's easy to write a rap song. 
it's easy to write a rhyme, mm-hmm. but it's hard to know the roots, know why people do things, know how to articulate, and just you have to know who's who. You got to know, like, if you don't know who Tulib is, like, come on. You, well, like, see, but now here's the thing: is the reason I say it's refreshing to hear that you do that, or, or that, and that you do know the, you know, the foundation, the foundation of this is there's a lot of these dudes that came out uh, recently who yeah. are, cons- who are considered rap, but I-, I have a hard time saying that they are. If you know, when you're like, it- it's all the, the trap artists and they they have no idea who Biggie is, no idea who Pac is. If you were to mention guru, I guarantee if you don't know who Biggie and Pac are, you sure as shit don't know who guru is. Dude, there's, huh, there's quite a few people where we're talking rap and I'm like, yeah, guru is, uh, my number all time favorite, my favorite rapper of all time, and they're like Guru. I'm like Gangstar. And they're like, I think I heard of them. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this this hip hop thing existed well before you know Lil 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 Yachty and and Lil 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 fucking anybody. Lil all the Lils, and, except for Lil Wayne. Like I get it if you're 16, and I get it, but yeah. I think at some point you should you know at least try to learn and soak up knowledge and just like, I don't know. It's just, it's just important to know the history of where everything came from because it's like, it's, it's bigger than rap when it comes to rap. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're, you're a hundred percent correct. I mean, I have a, I have a 12 year old and a 17 year old and I spend like, well now, especially with the 17 year old having a license and, and doing all her shit, she's working and, Right. So she's like, uh, I got shit going on. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And they don't, neither of them live full time with me. Um, yeah. I make sure when I spend the time with a 12 year old who, who comes around more cause she doesn't have the freedom. She don't have a choice. She's like, can't drive herself anywhere. Um, we listen, you know, we listen to not only old school hip hop, but I got her listening to Frankie Valley in the four seasons, buddy Holly. Um, we listen to pop punk a lot where it's like, she loves Simple Plan. She loves Good Charlotte. She likes Goldfinger. And I'm like... Goldfinger. That's a name I haven't heard. I was... I was at, I had a scar face. <laughs> nice. Dude, and they... Uh, for them... Like, it was funny how I got turned on to them. Like, I was listening to a lot of that shit when it came out and really blew up when, you know, like... Because the radio was playing it all the time. And I was playing it. And a lot of people that I was hanging out with listened to it. But I found Goldfinger because of Tony Hawk. Like, Yeah. You what know? Red balloons that was in that. They're super. No, no super, Superman. Here I am. Dude. Yep. Yeah, that was <laughs> one of the coolest things I saw. I followed them on Instagram, and uh, they did. They were just doing like during the whole pandemic where you couldn't go near anybody. They put their songs together in a video together, and they all played. And they did a bunch of songs, and they played Superman on their uh, on their Instagram. It, it was well, oh, I gotta watch this because. I love that song. And they're uh, re-releasing Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the original. Like, oh, re- it's September. I can't wait. It's yeah. funny with Gold. Um, so I knew them from Tony Hawk because I, I loved the Tony Hawk games growing up. But what made me like them was when I was like nine years old. I was young. When the, it was, you know, Rocket Power? Mm-mm. So it was, a car, it was a Nickelodeon show. Okay. About kids that like skateboarded, rollerbladed, like they lived like on the docks, like they called tourists like shoobies. <laughs> okay. And uh, 
they had a movie that came out and not they had a song on there called 99 red balloons yep and it was a lot of ska music and i remember my grandmother got me the album and i used to just listen to them and then i ended up finding their other music and then when i got older i found out have you ever listened to streetlight manifesto i've heard of them i've never spent any time with them yeah that once you listen to them that's when you're in too deep when it comes to ska music (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, I've heard I've heard the uh, the '99 Red Balloons from from Goldfinger. That's a remake from a yeah. like, like an '80s song. I think, I think it's it was. French. It's another language. I know that. I'm if it's not French, I'm gonna feel like an idiot. It's probably not French. I know it's another language though. It might be German. I'm not sure. Mm. I just know it. It's not in English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a language that I do not currently. Yeah. Speak. <laughs> like like I would need subtitles for it because I do not know what they're saying. Yeah. Um, Less Than Jake was another big one that I enjoyed. I, I remember I remember Less Than Jake. Never really – I didn't go out and buy any albums from them, but I did see them at a show. They did a um, – they like one of the first Honda Civic tours that went around. It was uh, Simple Plan, Good Charlotte – I think it was – no, I'm sorry. It wasn't a Simple Plan. It was Newfound Glory, uh, Good Charlotte, and Less Than Jake was part of the tour, and there might have been other people as well. And I saw Less Than Jake on the show. I had no idea who they were. I was right. literally there to see Good Charlotte. Um, fell in love with Newfound Glory after I saw him live. Mm. And, Less Than J- and, and Less Than Jake, I like something about, you know, making a, a, a punky record that has trombones and trumpets and all that. You know, it's just... Oh, that's, that's why I like ska music. It's just like the, the vibe of it. Like, the, I don't know what it is, but it's just something about hearing those trumpets or sax. Certain notes that they hit with the guitars, I'm just like, this is the, this is so fucking dope. Yeah, I well, I grew up listening. I I grew up in a pol. I'm Polish, so my grandfather and my great uncle, uh, seventy seven years ago, seventy six, long time ago, seventy plus years ago, started mm-hmm. a family polka band, and uh, up until this past December, they had maintained. Not my grandfather and my my great uncle, they're long gone, but. Uh, my father and my uncle maintained that band up until they played their last gig last December. It was 70 plus years as a polka band. So I fell in love with uh, A, the music, B, the trumpets and the sax and clarinets because it's always part of, it's always been a part of polka music. Mm-hmm. So to hear that in a different, you know, I mean, trumpets just, it's not like, you know, that's all we hear trumpets and sax and all that shit. But I was like, I like this. I was like, it's like rock music with trumpets. I was like, this is great. So, um, which also helped me fall in love with, um, you know, like the, 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 the other, and I get this wrong every time the dudes from Boston, the rock band, dropkick Murphy's. Thank you. I get it. <laughs> Dude, every from, time. If you don't know drop, if you don't know their name, you're not from Boston. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm from Albany. So we're good. But, oh yeah. No, but, exactly. But for me, every time I think of them, every single time, Mighty Mighty Boston's comes into my head. I have no idea why, but that's, I'm like, oh, funny. I saw them on New Year's Eve uh, like four or five years ago. They're so dope live. The Mighty Mighty Boston's? Yeah, the impression that I get, like, I remember the first time I heard that song. I'm like, this is the greatest song in the world. (laughs) I saw um, a performance from them not too long ago. You know, because since we've been stuck in the house for like three and a half months. Uh, oh, a live show? What's that? 
They did a live show, like, on no, the street? I, no, I think uh, – or they may have. You know what? I'm not 100% sure what I was watching. But they did I, – I watched the video. and it, I mean, it was on stage, so it might have been a live – they might have been doing, like a, like, a live streaming show. Right. And they did the impression that I get. And li- I was watching the one dude literally just dance around. I was like, that guy – I'm not sure he really sings anything. I think he just dances, but he has a <laughs> microphone. I mean, he's supposed to sing, but he's not. <laughs> so it's like, like I literally could have been that guy in that band. Like he's not doing anything. I could have been bouncing around, no. like kicking. It's, you know what? Like I told you how about how I discovered Goldfinger. I discovered mm-hmm. Mighty Mighty Boston's because I was a big fan of Digimon growing up. Okay. And I saw the Digimon movie, and they played impression that I. And anytime I hear music in movies, and I really like it, I'm like, I need to look this up. And then I remember leaving the movie theater, and I went on. Oh God, I think it was like Rhapsody. It was one of those like hella illegal music downloading sites. <laughs> and I looked up like Digimon soundtrack, and I kept looking for it, and I finally got it. And then I didn't know the name of them for the longest time. Mm-hmm. One day someone played it and I was like, I was like, yo, do you know the name of this? And they're like, oh yeah, it's an impression that I get by Mighty Mighty Boston's. And I was like, I've been what I've been trying to figure out the name of this for years. <laughs> like I can would have been like, I can tell you that it's not Dropkick Murphy's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually did um I watched them. The Dropkick Murphys did a live stream uh show, which was pretty cool. They're insane. <laughs> I only knew the one, like the one song that everybody knows from Dropkick Murphys. Oh, shipping up to Boston. Yes. Yeah. Um, which they did last, and I knew it from watching The Departed. Mm. And, uh, yeah. That's not Matt Damon, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Matt oh, Damon. Yeah. yeah I, all, all the freaking Boston movies. It's the it's the people that are main actors. But you forget who's in which movie sometimes. <laughs> I, I would I would assume that any movie made about Boston has Matt Damon in it or Ben yeah. Affleck. Ben, yeah. one of the two. Like, or Mark Wahlberg now. Yes, yes, and and rightfully so. I mean, they're yeah. all from the area, so they're it's... super super talented actors too. So mm-hmm. any any during movies, I usually watch them anyways, just because I like them as actors. Yes. I think it's funny because, you know, I grew up in the in the time where Mark Wahlberg was a rapper. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marky Mark. Oh, yeah. Good old Marky Mark and good vibrations. And then I was like, fuck's this guy doing in a movie? He can act? It's funny. So I didn't know he was a, he was a rapper. I actually found out a couple weeks ago. One, uh, one person I want to shout out. So I'm sure you know who Static Selecta is. <laughs> So uh, one person that, you know, has been a, a mentor to me is Static Selecta's partner, JFK. Okay. He's part of Off Records, and he, does, he, he seriously doesn't get enough credit sometimes because every time people think of Show Off, they think of Static, and they don't think of JFK. His name is Randy Reimer. And he started – actually, he's indirectly responsible for why I blew up on TikTok – because he started this on Facebook called the 50 Bar Challenge. And for anyone listening, look up 50, 50 plus bar challenge on Facebook. And basically, when, I, when he invited me to it, it was me, him, 
there's this kid I grew up with named Wade Barber that uh, a couple of songs have been on Shade 4-5. He's, uh, he's part of their camp. And it was like 70 people. And, you know, we're in quarantine. I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start writing because you would record a video of you spitting more than 50 bars. I don't know if anyone's tried to spit 50 bars. You can't just do it if right. you haven't been writing. So not only did it force me on my comfort zone, it just it got my writing muscle back going. I, I was posting videos every single every day. And me and JFK used to talk on Zoom calls. We would go on static select his page, review music. And after the Zoom calls would end, he would, would like we would there was nights where we talked to like six in the morning and he was just dropping gems of knowledge. And I remember he he brought up how Mark Wahlberg started as a rapper and all that. And uh, that was a couple weeks ago. So it was really funny that you said that. And the content that I had from the 50 Bar Challenge, I almost, no, not almost. I deleted a bunch of videos because, you know, depression's a beast. And sometimes, like, it just, it got the best of me one night. I was feeling really down. And it was, you know, it was, it was just whack. It, like, I shouldn't have did it. And, you know, like, Randy basically was just like, yo, like, this hip-hop shit, like, it's not easy. And right. you need a thick skin. But, like, he had a real talk with me. And, um, you know, he shared a lot of knowledge. I ended up bringing the videos back up. And But all that content was really what gave me all these cr creative juices again. I was feeling inspired. And that's when I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to make TikTok again, put a couple of videos up. And that's when, like, I was before – the one that blew up, I actually was like, let me just do a video real quick before I go to work. I was in the parking lot at work. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, if I'm in the mood to really rap how I'm feeling, it was just one of those days. And I'm like, I'm just going to like record this, see how it goes. And I remember going to work and it, it popped off. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had a, a specially shout out JFK. He's uh, indirectly responsible for a lot of this. He's a person I'm hella grateful for. So if you guys are listening, check out the 50 plus bar challenge on Facebook. They go live on Static Selectus page, and they rev they review the rappers that post videos on there. And there's a lot of I don't know, like for the people that don't know who Static Select is, he's he's basically DJ Khaled, except his albums are all the the top, all high level MCs, Westside, like every like Westside Gunna, Benny the Butcher, Joey Badass, Nas, Two Chains, Little Wayne, like he's everyone who is a high level rapper has worked with him at some point in their career. Everyone. Nice. Shout out to JFK. Sorry. I kind of just rambled. No, no, right no. You're, listen, man, it's, <laughs> it, it can't be just about me just yapping away yeah. on this thing. It's like, this isn't just, I mean, it's my podcast, but it's not just me. Like this is not one of my solo ones, which by the way, right. I've, I've said on a couple of episodes, I will never do another solo podcast again because you know how hard it is to talk for like 30 minutes about, fucking nothing like dude, i live streamed for the first time the other day and like there was so many people in that live stream and i was just like i'm so glad because i was using that to like think of stuff to say like i was freestyling too but when i stopped freestyling for all of them like i was doing like rap challenges they'd give me words but then after a while i'm just like so what'd you <laughs> say yeah what'd you do this just like how do I like I my friend Tallis is a big Twitch streamer now. He kind of like he kind of blew the fuck up like he but he he's been working and mm -hmm. I actually hey, I'm like yo dude how do you 
how do you just keep the engagement? Because sometimes it gets a little difficult trying to make sure you're talking to everyone. And because part of Tourette's too, so it's a syndrome. A syndrome is basically a package of disabilities. Mm-hmm. And like if someone asks me, some like I tried to come prepared for this because I wanted to make sure like all the things that I know, I'll be able to pull it out of my head. Right. If someone and I don't expect it, and they're like, yo, who's your five top favorite rappers of all time? I won't be able to answer. Because sometimes, like, my, the way my, uh, it's a thinking disability, too. Sometimes my head is just, a, like, a blank space. And it's just, like, random things floating around. So sometimes when people ask me stuff, I just, like, if I don't prepare, sometimes I just, I don't even know what to say. So sometimes it's, like, dude, if I don't study and prepare for something, I'm just gonna... I'm going to be like a scarecrow. (laughs) At least 50% of us came into this prepared today. Yeah, for the most part. I remember this morning, I was waking up doing my thing, and I was just like, oh, it's Thursday. Like, because at this point, I've just been, I don't even know what day it is. I just know if I work tomorrow or not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to talk to you, uh, although it's it, you know we've been we've been chatting for a minute here, but it's like I'm I'm down to go as long as you you like. No, I well because I mean it's taken you know we we've kind of been going round and round and round, but I do want to talk about you know just what you deal with on a day to day basis. You kind okay. of you know you just kind of uh, laid it out there. You know sometimes your mind is is kind of just like a blank space, uh, and you do deal with quite a bit of different things like what for the people that don't that might not have any knowledge about what Tourette's is they've heard of it um most people I'm willing to bet think it's just like you randomly yell out curse words yeah so the people that swear that is actually called coprolelia which is fewer than 10 to 15 percent of the entire population of people that are diagnosed with Tourette's wow and so Tourette's syndrome is a neurological disability that typically um, you develop it between the age five to eight years old. Some people do develop it uh, later in life. Like there's this woman that I actually met through TikTok. She reached out to me. Shout out to her. Uh, she actually, oh crap. Sorry. Someone just tried calling me. Give me just one second. Yeah, man. Sorry about that. There's uh, there's a artist that reached out to me um shout out to massive man he is like that dude's awesome but anyways so where was i oh yeah so there's this lady i talked to she didn't develop it until about her 40s okay that's super rare but you know what happens right now i i'll just speak on my experiences every other person with tourette's does have different experiences though Mm -hmm. there's certain things that they'll have that i'll never have certain things I have that they'll never have. So I developed it at eight years old. It was when I tra- I actually transferred out, out of my elementary school and I was starting second grade. And, you know, so at that point, it was new to my parents. It's new to me. And like they, before I was diagnosed and they took me to a doctor, they thought I was doing it on purpose. Kids were super, super mean. Um... And, you know, it was just a lot of, like, kids just pointing and laughing and mimicking. And I used to make a screeching sound. I would roll my eyes. So to go back to what the syndrome actually is, it's a lot of involuntary motor tics 
And the best way I can explain how it feels to have it, imagine having an itch and, you know, you, t- you have to relieve that feeling of being itchy. You have to itch it. But it's a feeling in, you know, when you're itchy, if, you, if you've ever been in a position where, like, you have to itch your back but you're holding stuff, Mm-hmm. And you can't itch it, so you start to feel really uncomfortable. Your body tenses up. That's exactly how Tourette's is. If I have the urge to tick and I don't tick, I'm going to tense up. I'll feel really uncomfortable. Sometimes I start breathing heavy. And some days I just won't do it as well. It depends on my stress, my excitement. I posted a video actually um, like four or five days ago. It was like 4.30 in the morning. I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. Mm. I've been up for like 16 hours and someone commented, they're like, yo, where's your syndrome? And so it's one of those things where unfortunately when people find out someone has Tourette's subconsciously, they're just going to stare at them and wait for them to tick because they, they won't see it. And uh, that's definitely something I've uh, been facing with now on TikTok. Like so many, like, and a lot of people will comment and be like, the most best thing about music for me, which is, I forgot to say this earlier. It's one of the only times when I forget I have it. Mm. And it's even if I'm twitching, if I'm like in my, if I'm in my bag and I'm really just wrapping my ass off and I'm just, I'm into it. It's, it's the only time I really feel comfortable because having Tourette's can be uh, super uncomfortable. Even when I'm playing video games, I'm trash at battle royale games because you get one life. All it takes for me is to close my eyes for three seconds and someone hit a corner and I open my eyes and I'm dead. (laughs) So, I mean, obviously that's not like a real, that's just like an annoyance. But uh, a lot of people, it's just the ignorance behind it because some people, there's a person in my family, I won't mention their name just for the sake of like, I just, just for the sake of not mentioning it. But it's a person I used to stay with uh, every year when I would go visit them in the summertime. And he's very old school, and he always thought it was fake. He thought I was just doing it for attention. And uh, I remember being at a carnival one time, and I'm playing, like, this balloon game where you throw the dart. Yep. And, like, he grabbed me by the neck and was like, you need to stop doing that shit or we're leaving. And we ended up leaving. We'd go to diners, and... uh yeah, so like things like that, it's just, and I didn't ever speak on that mm-hmm. until the only person that knew about it was my little sister, because my little sister was with me. And uh, I just, I don't know, I was not that, it's not that I was afraid, but it was just like when you're younger and you have all these people telling you things, you kind of start to believe it. So you don't even question it anymore. And I remember being, like 15 it was when the it was one of the first times i actually drank and it was at a party at my friend's house mm-hmm. and i just like that's when i i just vented about it one night and i just like broke down and then the next day was when i ended up telling my parents about it and all that and they had no idea and the other people that you know did know about it like it was just crazy and it's just it's one of those situations where like certain because it's just how dangerous ignorance really is sometimes you know yeah especially and and, uh that's like a big reason too i wanted to have this platform is because i know for a fact there's kids right now that are in the same shoes that uh when i was younger and actually one of the lines i wrote in one of my songs that i just recorded 
is I'm, I'm Danny White. I could help you how to live. I'm trying to be the person that I needed as a kid. And because uh, I know there's a lot of kids right now that are like, it sucks when you're going through something and there's so many, there, there's no way, like not, just no one around you understands you, you know, because right. they don't have. Right. And then, and I think that's one of the, one of the greatest things. I mean, it, listen, we, we're all trying to, you know, find a purpose is to, you know, in, in, in what we're doing here, why we're here, whatever. And I, I mean, I, I, I don't know you from Adam really at this, but I've gotten to know you a little bit and watching your stuff and listening to your music. Right. And, and I can definitely tell you that, you know, you found the reason that you're here and, yeah. you know, and it's unreal. <laughs> It, but but man, it's got to be a pretty amazing feeling for you to know that the, that you are now a, you can be a voice for the kids that are dealing with what you dealt with in some fashion growing up, and you know for you to for you to be here and doing what you're doing, uh, it, it's you know it's like you said where you like depression is a motherfucker, like yeah, it yes. just stop. It, it's like that dude that crashes the party. And yep. it's like, yo, y'all having a good time, but I'm about to start this fight with this kid real quick and the cops come, <laughs> over, bro. Like, yeah, no, I, I get it, dude. It, it was, uh, it, it, it's a bastard. So for you, you know, and for you to be as strong as you've turned out and even, yeah. and, and you still deal, I'm, I'm sure you still deal with it because depression never goes away. Um, yeah. We learned, we learned we learn how to cope with it. We learn, you know, but we, we can, you know, we can um, teach ourselves kind of like it's, it's some of the stuff that I've done where I went through my bout with it, it runs in my family too. So that doesn't help. Right. But, um, you know, I've kind of, I've kind of learned to really just take one day at a time and, and to just yeah. focus on what's happening right now. Um, there's, a, there's a video I watched. Um, it's a TikToker that reached out to me when I was starting to blow up. And he basically was like, yo, if you need anything, just let me know. Because mm -hmm. like, if I'm going to be in the same bracket that me and other influences are. And I know how stressful it can be. So hit me up if you ever need advice. It's this guy named Brian Chambers. And he posted a video the other day. And he said, you know, a lot of people uh, always commend me on my strength and how strong I am every day. And he's like, the truth is, he's like, some days I'm not strong. Mm -hmm. He was like, but when that happens... He's like, I rely on the people in my life that are also strong. He was like, and part of being strong is knowing when to rely on other people's strength when you don't have it at that time. And uh, honestly, that like, you know, I've, I've done a really good job of just overcoming a lot of things, but that really like it, it puts it in perspective in the sense where sometimes you get a little too prideful to want to rely on others. And that's a big problem I would have. But after watching that, right, on days we're feeling down, those are the days, like, we kind of have to force ourselves to reach out to people that you know are strong, too. And it kind of, you eat off their energy a little bit. 100%. Um, foolish pride is, is, is definitely the downfall of a lot of people. And I think, especially with depression, people always, people that deal with it, view it as more like a, uh, as a sign of weakness, where it's really not. Yeah, um, or not not the depression itself, but reaching out. Like nobody wants to be weak and asking for help or just someone to talk to. Not even really knowing how to express how you're feeling, which was something that I yeah. went through. Where people are like, 
well, do you want to talk about it? And I'm like, I don't even know where to start because the things that happened to me, um, it, it had a lot to do with my, my marriage falling apart. And, right. and, you know, so it really sent me into a dark place mentally for me because, you know, something that I had known for so long was completely gone and my family was separated and my kid wasn't around all the time. And either of them, I've gone through two divorces. Uh, the first one did not affect me the same way that the second one did, but the first one was my, my doing. Um, and it was like, I, and there's days where I, I find myself going, geez, you know, you get in that funk and you're just kind of like, Bleh. yeah, but, to, but to describe to somebody why you're feeling the way you are, I'm like, I have no idea why I feel like this right now. I don't. Yeah. It's undescribable sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it, it gets a, it's a mindset that just kind of pops in and it's like, all right. And I try to get myself out of it or, or distract myself. And usually by, you know, the next day I'm like, all right, I'm better. Or later on that day. But when you, you just kind of get there and you're, I'm like, all right, listen. So I, I focus on, you know, like breathing, um, folk or, or just focus on something else that's going on. I'll start playing video games or start listening to music. Yeah. It's important or to have sure. But trying to, t- trying to talk to people about it. And I think, you know, and, especially now for you and it, it listen the one thing i will tell you and I, I don't have any knowledge of being a social media influencer at all like the only person that likes half the shit that i put up is my mom um which is not bad but and i know she's <laughs> she listens to all my podcasts yeah. i can tell you that like <laughs> like <laughs> the one the one person i know that listens that all, has listened to all 19 episodes of my podcast up until this one and she's listening to this one right now um is my mom but try like hell to not let that negative shit that people are gonna say to you yeah dude that's one thing uh my buddy i was on the phone today and he's like yo you gotta understand he's like now he's like you're under the spotlight he's like and all these kids are looking at you he's like and what you do he's like that's gonna it's, it's going to impact them in some way, shape, or form. He's like, what you say, how you act, how you respond. And, you know, there's definitely going to be days I have in the future where I'm not feeling good about myself, and those are the days I'm going to have to, you know, force to swallow my pride and need to reach out. Or, uh, like, I live with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm super thankful for her. Like, she's like my rock. So, like, if anything's going on, I just, like, I can depend on her the same way she can depend on me. Right. And. Yeah, now, like, the fact I have this platform, it's, like, it's just that more important. And you see other artists that have these huge platforms, and they're, like, me having a platform doesn't matter. Like, it's not my fault all these kids are listening to what I say. And it's, like, you you can't – whether, like, you want to or not, you're kind of – you're pretty responsible for your platform and what you say to them, especially kids, because they're very malleable. And it's very easy to mold how they think. And if someone they idolize is acting a certain way, they're like, oh, I can act like that too. Word. Yeah. And then they start acting on some bullshit. And, it's, and that artist will be like, well, that's not my fault. That's his fault. And it's like, at some point, you got to kind of be responsible. Yeah, I, I agree. Because to an extent, like if, you're, if they idolize you, which I understand, nobody is asking for anyone to idolize them. Yeah, not total accountability, but it's, you still 
to be mindful of what you say. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, and it, you know, it's kind of like, <clears throat> it's funny. I, I, I find myself as I start thinking about all this times that I've talked music with people on here and I always go back yeah. to Eminem, but M has come out and even has lines in his songs where he talks about, you know, making sure he's got something to help someone get through something. Right. And I, I think, I think it's great when any artist can do that and be mindful of the people that they're influencing because yeah, nobody's really asking to become famous. Although I can't really think of anyone that starts out in a garage band and wants to stay in a garage band. So you're, you're, you're definitely getting into music a to make the music, but B like, this is why I never really talk about anyone selling out. You, you wanted to make money doing it. You yeah. wanted to become famous. Well, now right. you have, and you gotta, you gotta take everything that comes with it. You can't pick mm -hmm. and choose what you want to be responsible for. Cause at right. some point you're going to be, you're going to be responsible for certain things. Obviously yeah. not all. like it's like with Eminem when he talks about the borderline, like killing people and like, right. and, uh, like, well, like, hi kids. Do you like violence? Want to see me slip both? Like all the, like certain kids like that, those are the ones that, you know, they need, and so they need professional guidance. Yes. At that point, of course, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's a mixed bag. No, but, but I get it. And I mean, that, and that's the thing. And I think he has kind of gotten to it, like in addressing some of the stuff that he has said in his songs. And it, you <laughs> know, when it comes around to becoming more Marshall Mathers, as opposed to Slim Shady. And, you know, but if you're listening, it's kind of, I mean, that's, that's the impressionable people and it, they don't even necessarily have to be younger. I think it's just impressionable people who. Yeah. General. Yeah. There's, there's people my age that still mm -hmm. will crack. Like I crack and I, I'll say on here, you know, because I was, I wanted so much attention growing up when I hit high school and I finally got it, mm -hmm. I still thought I had to act differently to get it, get attention. And, you know, I used to lie about stuff like, Oh yeah, I totally did that. When I, I didn't fucking do that. Right. I just, it'd be like, damn, Danny, you're sick. <laughs> and it's like, once I got older, like I look back and it's like, damn, like if I was just like, I, even like the reason why people just are so attracted to me now and they always want to be around me is just because I decided one day I'm just, I don't care what people think of me. I'm going to be myself because I know I'm a positive person. I know, I know like I'm awesome. Like not like on the arrogance level, but I think like I'm a, I'm a pretty good guy. Right. And, but before it's like, I look back and I'm just like, I really wish I had this mindset when I was younger and I wish other people could just learn to just, it's all about the road of like, you know, self-acceptance and mm -hmm. trying to figure out like how to overcome like self-hate and develop self-love. Because it leads to a lot of things. And, you know, I always look back and I'm just like, damn, like, a lot of people know I'm strong now, but this road was, ooh, it was a tough one. And there's people my age that are still trying to figure out. It's going to be people, there's people my dad's age that are still trying to figure out that road, you know? Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm about 20 years older than you. And, I mean, it's like, you know, it takes – it takes a while for some people. It takes a while for most yeah. people. There's nothing wrong with that. To find it. You know, I, 
um, I pride myself in, in a lot of times it's just kind of being straightforward and what you see is what you get kind of guy. And, and yeah. uh, I know my, all, all the circle of friends that I have aside from, you know, even the people that I grew up with that were kind of spread out now, some of my best friends, uh, my friend, Matt, who was on an episode with me and my buddy, Derek, who mm-hmm. was the last episode, you know, two of my best friends growing up. And I'm different than I was then, but I'm still kind of the same as I was because I've always been more, I want to, I want to be more real and kind of just say, just be me, be me, be myself. And it's, yeah. you know, it takes a while to get there sometimes. And some people, and <laughs> like, I'm all, like, it's not even just the fact that I work for this too. Like, I'm, I got lucky. Sometimes you just luck out and you get placed in certain situations that help you kind of speed up the process. Mm-hmm. And I got placed in certain situations that helped me see like the real side of the coin that I was my entire life I was struggling to see. And, you know, some people, they never get the opportunity to get placed in those situations that really help them. Yep. So it's like, besides me working hard, like at the end of the day too, I just, I, I got lucky. And I'm blessed for that. And, you know, it's important to keep in mind, some people, they don't get that lucky. No, they don't. And it's, but I, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, cause like listening to you and, and all the work that you've put in and doing what you've done and, and working on your craft. Um, I'm a firm believer in, you know, the hard work paying off the persistence. It's like, it's like hard, beat, hard work beats talent when talent don't cut it. Nope. That's, I, you know what, it's funny, I say that to my youngest daughter who dances uh, competitively, mm-hmm. currently not now, I mean, not at the moment, because we can't, yeah. you know, we can't do anything, but um, she started at three years old, and just naturally, naturally rhythmic, um, could just pick up, hear the music, her timing is always, she loves tap dance, she loves all forms that she does, but right. she, you know, she excels in tap dance. Um mm-hmm but she's always been just naturally on beat. Oh, her timing has always been good. And she was getting to the point where, you know, for a few years she was like, well, I'm just like, I'm talented. Like everyone tells me I'm talented. So she wouldn't practice. She wouldn't do the stuff that the other kids were doing. And one of the things that I was beating into her head was hard work beats talent when talent don't work. Yeah. She was just, she's starting to get it now, you know, but, you're saying that to an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old that's even a 15 16 year old it's like right. it's i could say it to some adults and they're not going to get it yeah uh, but i can say a lot of shit to some adults that they won't get that my 12 year old gets um but the thing was within the last year and a half she has seen and started to understand it she's she comprehends a lot more than i ever could have imagined at 12 years old yeah, they do. They soak up every. They they soak up more information and knowledge than a lot of people give uh, little kids credit for. Let me tell you something. You know why it is? Because she's a girl. <laughs> Girls are smarter than us, dude. Like, oh yeah, like, like for real. <laughs> boys, boys are dumb, and it, I see it all the time. As I have friends that have sons and daughters, and I'm like, dude, it's like night and day. Like your son is literally running into the wall because he. Just because, and your daughter is reading a book like you like look at like <laughs> I'm like that's the same gene pool, bro. Why yeah. is your son just running into the door? 
and your daughter is just looking at him like, fuck's wrong with him? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, so, and, I, and I have a friend, uh, my, one of the dance dads has two boys. We call them the Bash Brothers. Bro, they're great kids, and I'm not taking anything away from them. But to watch them, at, you know, just they're boys, and they're little. And they act like little boys. Like, it's just like the one time they were like swan diving off a snowbank. Yeah, I was just about to say backyard wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> dude. We were at a dance competition. The, kid was, the kids were swan diving off a snowbank into like mud puddles. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? And then at one point, because we were outside and I'm looking around and all the dads were gone and it was me standing there. And I'm like, fuck is this? Yeah. So I went inside. My buddy's like, we're the boys. I'm like outside. He's like, why aren't you out there? I'm like, they're your kids. <laughs> and I was like, and by the way, this is what they're doing. I did not want to be a witness to that. I was like, how am I going to come, you know, how am I going to come running in? Hey, by the way, your boy just broke his arm. You know, why, <laughs> why didn't you stop him? I don't know. I wasn't expecting him to swan dive yeah. off a snowbank. Like, it's I, it's because I blinked and a lot happens in a second. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, but. So as I was saying with my daughter, you know, she's really starting to kind of get it and, and understand, right. you know, I need to practice. I need to stretch. I need to run my dances. I need to even just one of the things that I've noticed with them is just listen to the music. You know, there's dancers are a special breed, man. They like my daughter catch her dancing with her hands, running her dances with her hands and or just listening to it because when she's listening to the song, mentally she's running through what she's supposed to be doing with her feet right so and to touch on something that you said a while back about um your writing process and kind of just you know uh you get going and you get going which by the way is amazing uh if 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 you're just kind of you know if it's just kind of coming out of you that i'm putting you in the category where it's like you know uh biggie didn't write jay Jay-Z doesn't write. Yeah, Little Wayne doesn't. I, did you watch the Little Wayne Eminem interview the other day? I did not. So they did an interview, and both of them said something where I was like, wow, that is interesting. So both of them, when, when they are writing a freestyle and they're figuring out a song, mm -hmm. they have to Google their lyrics to make sure they didn't say that already. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Which is kind of crazy. And, yeah, so, like, as far as my writing process, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of like, a lot of it is just freestyle, but then I will sometimes if I'm, I'll listen to a song, like one time, oh, I don't remember what Mac Miller song it was, he was off a of good AM, I was listening for a minute and I was driving, and he said a line, he's like, you gotta take, he's like, I'm going in, take a leap, and like, I just, I don't know why, but take a leap kind of just like caught me, mm -hmm. and it like brought me to this way other like process of thinking like for a verse that wasn't even remotely close to what he was saying but like it just I don't know it just like kind of just it was like a it's like a roll with dominoes like he just dropped the first domino and all these dominoes started falling and I just randomly I'll start thinking of stuff and I'll either pull my phone out and record or mm -hmm. if I'm not thing I pull my phone out put my headphones on and I'll have a full song written in five minutes damn but also though it takes me there's been days where 
it'll take me like a full day, sometimes a couple weeks. Like even the song I wrote about heaven with Tourette's, it took me a couple years to really figure out how to articulate because I kept changing lines, taking things out. And now I'm finally at a point where I think I wrote the the two best verses I could possibly write. And it took me like honest honestly, it took me about five years to it wasn't up until like six months ago where I was like, Yeah, there's I can't make these two verses better. I think I articulated it in a way where not only I used to post, I would record myself rapping too. And I'm part of this subreddit um, for people with Tourette's. It's a Tourette subreddit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, uh, what do you guys think of this? I want other people that have this to tell me if I was able to articulate this in a way that you guys can appreciate. And tons of people are like, oh my God, this is like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like I cried like this. I've never heard a song where someone explained my exact situation. And then it just, it just, it felt right. Right. And then when I posted it, I was just, <clears throat> I was like, yeah, this is, I, I finally wrote the verse that I've been trying to write for years. So it sometimes it takes a while sometimes. Well, I mean, I can imagine that it would, especially with something that's as personal as something like that, you know? So um, being a perfectionist in doing, in, in creating um, can be a, be a blessing and a curse. I mean, you know, you're, you're constantly fighting with yourself going, is it, was this good enough? Was this good enough? I mean, you did, again, to go back to what, like with Eminem, we know that Eminem is a perfectionist and you know, he's his biggest critic. I'm, I'm hearing stories now. Like fat Joe was like, he sent me like six verses for the lean back remix that he did. And you wanted, uh, a lot of people do that. They'll send 10 verses. Cause they're like, no, nah, I can't do one. What if it sucks? But when really that's the amazing well and joe was like joe goes and it was i think he did it with lean back but he also did it with the song that they just did um that was not not that long ago um and joe was like listen he goes i was listening to him and i don't hear any difference you know but M was saying like one or two were putting the inflection on a different word as opposed to you know, it was it was a different word in the line that Joe wasn't picking up on and couldn't hear, but M knew what he was doing. And then Joe, but Joe's like, they all were great and all sounded exactly the same to me. You know, so yeah. it it can be tough, and that's the one thing too. I mean, not that I I don't know from experience because I'm not I don't create art like that. I've been right. in the, you know I've been in the creative field with radio for 20 years. Yeah. Um, that's a whole beast in itself, though, too, you know? What's that? That's a whole beast in itself, too, though. It can be. Um, I, I can spit out. I can get you a – I can deliver a message in, in eight seconds. Like, <laughs> like, like, this song intro is only eight seconds. All right, well, I got, like, 40 words I got to say, so I better talk fast. <clears throat> or word edit. Um, yeah. But the creative process, the one thing I can say about it, um, which I'm sure you know, is it comes and goes, man. You're going to have days oh, – I was at the studio last night for four hours, left with nothing done. Oh. I was mad and it was just, it was my creative juices. Like my engineer makes beats and he's super, like he's really good at making beats. He's really good at what he does. And everything he was playing for me, it's just for me, I'm just like, I can't think of anything. And it's, we decided to work on some beats because what I was trying to, so mainly I only rap really to well, what I like to rap on is like 95 to like 100 BPM. A lot of things he told me is like 120, 130, 150. And I'm like, I could do that. 
I couldn't do it last night. And it's when you don't have those creative juices flowing, honestly, it is so freaking frustrating sometimes. But it comes and goes, just like you it, said. It does, man. And it's like, you know, I mean, I'm on, I'm on a, a completely different level with it, but there are times with radio stuff where it's like, hey, we need to come up with a, you know, we have a contest coming or we're doing this event. And, hey, can you write this promo? Which, luckily for me, like, I don't deal with a lot right now. Um, but I've had my boss come to me and be like, dude, we need a promo. I'm super swamped. Can you write something? Mm -hmm. And like, for me, I want to write the most entertaining, creative promo that we can. That's going to be on the air because I know it's something I wrote and I can be like, oh, I wrote that, you know, and then it comes, it, it relays the message. It's more outside the box thinking because our job really is to catch your attention with something that's going on. So if I can do that in something I write, I'm like, oh, and job well done. Well, if you just throw it at me, I'm like, oh, by the way, I need it in like an hour and a half. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> I can't, like, I, I need to be in a certain frame of mind to yeah. even, write, you know, if it's, it's like a 20 second promo, dude. I'm not looking at writing a three minute song, three and a half minute song. It, it's just, but I'm like, you're getting some basic shit. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're getting. Yeah, like, I, I could have put something out last night, but I just, I wasn't happy with it. So I'm like, I'm not, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. If I go to the studio and I, and I'm not confident or if I'm not happy about what I'm recording, I'm not going to do it. And it's just, it wasn't the frustrating part too. It wasn't even his fault. It was like, it was all me. I just like, I was at work. I didn't even, I wasn't looking at any beats. I wasn't looking through my verses. I was just like, I'll show like, I'll do the same thing. Cause the night before, I just I just showed up and I was like, I already know what verse I'm gonna do. I already got a beat, like, and it. I expected like, oh, when I get there, I'll do the same thing. I'm already know. I already know the beat and verse, and that was not the case. Which is an important message, people. Beat just even if you don't think you should, you should probably prepare. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, but it, you know, you 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 do. It comes and go. Like creativity is not always just kind. You're not always in that creative space, you know? So, you know, for, I mean, like even what happened last night wasn't necessarily your fault either. You know, I mean, it's just, you gotta be in that mood. The mood yeah, has to, you, it's, you, it's sometimes it's just not there. Yeah. You can't force it to happen. Right. You know, there's nights where I'm like, I'll come in to do a show and I'm like, man, this is going to be a basic show. Like, I'm not going to say anything over, you know, I'm going to deliver the message as, as basic as I possibly can because maybe the day was stressful, uh, you know, leading up to it or whatever the case may be. And you get in the studio, like for me, I get in my studio and it's like, oh, well, you're going to get real simple messages that I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. And then there's other nights where you come in and, you know, for me, it's like, I'm saying what I need to say, but I'm saying it in a more creative way. I'm saying it with, a, you know, there's jokes and punchlines that are in there plus the message that I'm saying. Um, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? I was like, well, yesterday sucked. Why? <laughs> what happened today? And then I come in tomorrow and I'm thinking, oh, well, I did it last night. I killed, I, you know, I killed my show. And then the next day I'm like back to real basic again. It, it, <laughs> it comes and goes. Like, what are you going to do? You, just, you, you know, it's not. And that, you know, it, it, there are people that have amazing shows every day. Um, morning shows 
and but most of them are they're natural shows but they also have writers and they have other people to rely on right yeah it's more about some people can just be like i can't be consistent (laughs) that's my biggest consistency and some people they just they're consistent when they're not even trying to be consistent it's just Mm -hmm. It's like, it's weird, but it's just, you know, you're not consistent all the time. It's just, you can learn to work around it. Yeah. I mean, listen, like for me on the the radio, being basic sometimes is okay. Like, you know, more times than not, because a lot of times the creative stuff that I'm saying and doing is getting wasted on the listener because they're not really paying that much attention to what I'm saying. Right. So for me, it was like, that was funny. Ha ha. But I'm hoping that my friends or other professionals in this business were listening because, you know, Sally, the just the, the listener, didn't even hear what I said. She was like, oh, shit, he's he's playing Roddy Rich. Yay. But didn't hear, you know, didn't hear the first 14 seconds of the song that I was talking over that yeah. I said, you know, I said what I said. And it was like, that was a good break. My radio right. friends go that was really good. I liked the way you did this and it was funny. And like one of the first times I ever talked over blinding lights from the weekend. Yep. I was singing, aha, take on me because it's the same fucking song. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> if you listen, if you listen to it, it's actually like four eighty songs combined. I'll, I'll check that out. And also what? That. what weekend song is it? Uh, blinding lights. Blinding lights. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, everything he's putting out right now is very '80s influenced. Uh, uh, in your eyes, where he's got like the synthesax playing in it and shit. I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, what? What is going on? I was like, yeah. is that a? I was like, is that a tenor sax? One of my favorite weekend songs to this day is still his "Drunken Love" remix. I don't know why. It just, I I wish he would rap sing more. Like, his rap melodies are just so dope. He's a hell of an artist. Um, like, probably, listen, probably one of my favorite singers of this generation. Yeah, I you can, know. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I was, I was just like, I never really. I mean, again, like I, the songs that I play on the radio are not necessarily, actually, not necessarily. I do not listen to them outside of work. Yeah. To an extent, I'm kind of forced in. You know, my hand gets forced. Ooh, yeah. You got to know too, just like what's hot, and sometimes it's gonna take time outside of work to figure that out too. You only get so many hours a day. I I got two young kids. That yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, I'll also help you out. <laughs> oh yeah, they're like, wait, no, let's like, listen more. <laughs> they're like, yeah, exactly. They're like, you guys just started playing Megan Thee Stallion Savage, and this song has been out for a while. I'm like, I understand that, but man. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, and they're like, this is not new. I'm like, it's new to the radio. Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and don't talk to me like that. And that's not my decision. I don't pick what I play, and I'm not the one picking the music that you're hearing on the station. That's Leave me alone. You know, hmm. like, um, like now where I'm, I'm starting to hear uh, Rockstar on the radio now. And I'm mm. like, oh. And I'm like, oh, this song isn't just a TikTok song? I thought it was just a TikTok mm-hmm. song. Dude, there's there's a couple songs on TikTok that I'm like, I'm gonna look this artist up. Like I just looked up uh oh goodness, what's his name? Sleepy Hollow, I think. Found him because of a TikTok trend. He's pretty mm-hmm. pretty dope. Okay. I would check <laughs> Pretty dope. I wasn't his other music. <laughs> what's well, I mean, like I get these damn songs. Like I've been walking around literally like all day today 
singing rock star, just the just the part that I see on TikTok, because um, and, and then all, and then I stopped, and then my daughter walked by and started singing it again, and she goes, just in case that song wasn't in your head anymore, I wanted to put it back in there. <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, yo, my 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 youngest is so me. It's scary. Like the little smart ass that she is. And she's like, she just looked at me. She's like, daddy. I'm like, what? She's like, brand new Lamborghini pop car. I'm like, really? Come on. <laughs> and then That's I heard awesome. the song. And then I heard the song on the radio, and I was like, oh shit, this song's on the radio too. So, and it's funny now, the influence that TikTok is having on actual like songs that are getting played on the radio now too dude and so i've seen a couple rappers have blown up off it and it's like i don't know that i mean i will say sometimes i'm sort of a pessimist mm-hmm. but some of my friends are like yo bro you know those like videos they talk about rappers that blew up on tiktok they're like you're gonna be one of them like six months from now and i'm like like i always think like i got thirteen thousand followers this week but it's probably gonna stop like i'm that's probably where it's just going to stay. And I'm just going to like, but I also have always said, I prefer a thousand hardcore fans that I can actually reach mm-hmm. instead of a million. Because, you know, um, if you ask anyone that follows me, I respond to almost every, I try to respond to every comment, but I respond to every single message, every single message. And kids are like, oh my God, you actually responded. I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I told you guys, like I do this so I can help people. So it's like, why wouldn't I want to have a conversation? Like, I, I downloaded Fortnite on Xbox. I don't play Fortnite, but a lot of kids <laughs> play. And they want. I'm like, hey, I'm trash, but I'll play Fortnite with you guys. No problem. You guys can carry me. Nice. And um, yeah, it's what, crazy. One of, one, of, one of the people, one of the people I talk about on here uh, quite a bit is Gary V. Gary Vanderchick. Um, I don't he, know. He always said, if you if you make music and you're not a TikTok, you're fucking up. Yep. He all. And he was right. And he always talks, he, he, he stresses responding to people that message him or comment on his stuff. Yeah. And to hear you say, you know, you, you, you might not get to every comment, but you try to respond or you respond to every message that you get. People That's another thing. What's that? And I don't, people remember it. And I don't do it just to do that. Like I've, I would genuinely want to get to know everyone. Like it's, right. I've met them so many interesting people, but Gary V said that I watched another video and they're like, if you haven't been banned from commenting too much, you, you don't care about growing a, growing a fan base. And I'm like, damn. And I've been banned twice already. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I don't know if you'll, you know, you, I, if you keep putting the content out, that's the one thing too, is putting out. Oh yeah. I, I post at least, I try to do at least two posts a day. Okay. But Good. it's like, now old videos are starting to get more exposure and they're popping up. It, like the algorithm, basically TikTok is looking at my page, I think. And they're just like, damn, everyone is fucking with this kid. So they just, it's like how they say like the rich get richer. Like once you, once you start to get more established, you just keep getting more established as long as you're putting out relevant content. Cause TikTok sees all the engagement and they're like, everyone keeps going to this kid's page, rewatching them. So they just keep pumping it out to other people and then other people see it. And then just, but again, you know, it could stop tomorrow, but for everything I have already, like I'm already, right, <laughs> dude. Um, it's crazy. It's, it's like I'm living in a dream sometimes. 
and I got to hit my boys up that always keep me grounded. Yep. And like people that gas my head up, like all my, all the like fans I have now, I'm just like, yo, I need you guys to tell me I ain't shit real quick so I can come, uh, <laughs> come down off the ground. <laughs> Staying grounded is definitely, uh, is something that it, it really doesn't seem just getting to know you a little bit here. It doesn't seem like you're the type of person that's really going to let shit get to their head. Yeah. Um, you, you seem it to understand where I talk my shit, but but that happens. We all have our, our, there's a, I've always said there's a diff, there's a huge difference between cocky and confident. Um, and we all like to talk shit every now and then to be how, you know, how great we are at something and talking shit is one thing starting to really, you know, get caught up in the hype. That's a different thing. You know, when you, you really get lost on all that. So I'll think with hip hop, like some people are just like, Oh, like they talk nonsense and like, which some songs, if someone older hears, I get, but like the arrogance and rap, like not for nothing is probably what helped me the most growing up because like all these people that think they're the shit, it's like, mm-hmm. you, you want to be like that. You want to be in a position where like, like obviously not like, uh, like there's a difference, like you said, between confidence and arrogance, but like, we need to have our days where we feel like the shit. That's why, honestly, like, even though so many people hate on Russ, like, I love Russ because Russ is one of those people like, yo, I worked for this. And granted, you know, he has a, a chip on his shoulder sometimes. He's, mm-hmm. he's allowed to do that. And it's like some people are like, nah, he's too arrogant. But I think it's, insp- it's inspirational. Mm-hmm. Point, you know? So it's like, it's just knowing that line and when you're going too far, but sometimes you need to dabble over there and just talk your shit. Yeah. No, I, I would, I, I would agree a hundred percent. I mean, again, you can go back to M talking about hip hop made him feel tough when he wasn't. Yeah. That that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It makes me feel like the shit when I don't feel like I'm the shit. Right. And that's, we need that. You you need a boost of a boost of confidence and and to help your own psyche. You know to to just maybe just help you get get through the day or whatever the case may be. So, um, listen. I am I'm 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 wishing the best for you. I agree with your boys that you will be one of those people that get there. Um, so much. I'm definitely gonna be uh want to do some more episodes too, especially if I ever got like way bigger too like the people that were here at my foundation mm-hmm. i like it's funny when i had 30 followers i call them the dirty 30 because like i'm like yo like if i ever because i'm trying to have fuck like the money i want to have i want to have kind of like fuck you money so i can help people mm-hmm. and i keep telling them i'm like yo the people that followed me at the beginning if i ever got big i wrote your guys's usernames down you guys are getting some sort of gift and I'm going to help you guys in some way that I can. And it's the same thing with, you know, like you for reaching out and just like helping further the growth and like, just like it's all the people that believe, believe in me when, you know, no one else didn't. Mm-hmm. Like I always believe in paying it forward. And so I'm definitely trying to, all these early connections are the ones I just, I'm going to keep, you know? Absolutely. And I'm, I, I look, listen, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to, to watching your journey. Um, and, and I, for me reaching out to you, 
it, it, it was kind of me stepping out of my comfort zone too, because I'm not usually one of those guys that just kind of hit somebody up like, Hey, I do this thing, especially when like, I don't know what kind of impact my podcast actually has. Like, I have no idea. Um, and it's really not, why I do this. Like I talked with my buddy about it the other What's that? You just do it for the love. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's fun. I, I get to, it's an outlet for me. I get to talk to people that I enjoy talking to. Um, and you know, my buddy, when my buddy Derek was just kind of like, you don't really look at yourself as a podcaster yet. And I'm like, no, not really. Like, and so for me asking you to come on, I'm like, I don't, you know, if we can reach a few more people for you and put them on to what you got going on. Great. You know, that that's, I want, I wanted to help get your story told in some way, shape or form. Right. Um, and I appreciate you hitting me back. Cause like when I sent that message, I'm like, all right, well, we'll see what happens. And you know, everyone's like, well, what's the worst that anyone that can say is no. And then, you, you know, know, it is not for nothing. So I posted a video rapping about threats, uh, like a month and a half, April 5th, April 4th, <laughs> I messaged it to some big rappers that I woke up to. Mm-hmm. One of them saw my message and liked the video and I'm watching him on Instagram live. Yep. And I was like, thanks so much for checking out my video. And he shouted me out, said how much he loved it. And he learned, I don't know who it was? Lupe Fiasco. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That is. Balone. Because Lupe is, as far as personal favorite rappers, yeah. like I'm glad I'm able to think of this because he's also uh, one of my favorite. He's a big inspiration too. Like, I mean, obviously Kick Push is crazy, but I remember he dropped a song called Bitch Bad and mm. he talked about like the contradictions between um, people wanting to be called a bad bitch, but they don't want to be called a bitch. Right. It's just like about how like men treat like women and how certain, it's just, it, it's a really powerful song. And uh, so, like, I was shook when he went, <laughs> honestly. That's crazy. So it's, it's crazy how everything kind of falls in place sometimes, you know? Yeah. I, listen, I, in, in talking with you, in, you know, um, the work that you've put in, the homework that you've put in into the music itself, uh, yeah. which, which, again, is refreshing to hear. Um, and just... Just listening to your authenticity, not even just in your music, but like in, in just straight conversation with you. Right. And just There was a reason that it happened for you. Yeah. Uh, so run with it, man. And, and keep getting that, you know, just keep getting your message out there. Really the best I can, best thing yeah. I can say to you. I mean, it's, it, that's literally just from life experience because I'm, I don't, I don't know shit, you know, um, but like Nick Hustle said, rest in peace. It's, this is a marathon. Marathon mm-hmm. always continues. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't know. You know, I can't say that I'm an expert at anything. I know a little bit about a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but I know a genuine person when I speak to them. Um, yeah. and, and like I said, I can hear, I can hear the love that you put into what I've heard. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And and if you're if that's what you put into your music, man, listen, like I said, there there is a reason that this shit went the way it did on TikTok and you know made me extremely jealous that you had fucking thirteen thousand followers (laughs) in three days. Um, (laughs) 
I was like, dude, it's. I was like, damn, I gotta start rapping. I was like, <laughs> Honestly, dude, a couple rappers that I know, um, they were making because I told them, I'm like, yo, like you guys that are dope, like artists, you guys need to get on here. And mm-hmm. I know some, some people too. Like it's the thing that's crazy. Now I'm at a point I'm starting to have leverage, and I've I've had people, you know, my family, all my best friends, a lot of people in my city have always supported me. But when this thing happened and I posted about it on Facebook, yeah. a lot of people started messaging me and suddenly liking all my posts that like never even gave me the time of day before. And it's like, it's like people feel more inclined to like, it's one thing to talk about, yeah, I'm gonna do this. But it's like, once they start seeing them do it, they're like, damn, I, let me tune in now. And it's like, it's kind of messed up for the same time. It's like, it, it's just, it's kind of crazy. You start to see how people really act and like there's people I reached out to that never hit me back before. Now they hit me up. Right. Like, well, you, listen, that's going to happen. Um, just because people, people will treat it as now, well, what can you do for me now? Um, yeah. Which is unfortunate, but you know, that's a human characteristic that's out there. So it's true. It's, uh, it, it, you, listen, if what happens to you happens the way I think it's going to happen, you better get used to that shit, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's wild, too? I've been trying to be a train conductor for years, and I finally got the – because I work for the trains, mm-hmm. and I start train conductor class next week, mm-hmm. and it's, like, going to take up, like, a lot of time, and I'm, like, kind of, like, literally, like, when I'm not in school for train conductor – it's like, I, th- I knew I had to work hard before, but now with the train conductor class, because I'm not just going to fucking quit. Like, I'm, that's my backup plan. Right. And it's like, so I'm going to be learning everything about the railroad, and I'm also going to be trying to push music and talk to everyone. It's, uh, whew, it's <sighs> the work that I have to do a week from now is, right now it's nothing compared to how I'm going to have to work this summer. Gotcha. Well, the one thing for one, because I know, listen, the the work, you, it's not easy, especially there's a reason why I will not let my kids get into performing arts at all. I don't want them involved in this shit. I've watched people get chewed up and spit out. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not for everybody. For sure. Um, you, you seem to have the heart and you seem to have the, the, the hustle for it. Um, don't, let your mental health or your physical health suffer because of it though. That's, a, lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can really say, especially um, coming from a mental, you know, a mental uh, mindset, mental mindset. That's kind of fucking redundant, but um, you know, it. not that you're fragile mentally, but dealing with some of the stuff that you have to deal with with your mental health mm-hmm. just be careful that's all um, yeah don't burn yourself out because that's a that's a bitch sure so but listen man there's a reason and i i don't i give the guy some credit um there's a reason that diddy's as successful as he is yeah honestly um, and that guy fucking i think he sleeps like maybe two hours a night three hours a night like yeah it's about what i'm at right now if i'm being honest I mean, I'm still getting, like, I got some good sleep this morning because I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to bed. Like, I'm, right. it's morning, like, 
but it's, yeah, just eating healthy. And like, I forgot to eat the other day because I was so busy talking to everyone. I forgot to, I was at work and I forgot to eat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I've, done, I've gotten to a point and I'm not even like that busy, but I've gotten to a point in my day. I was like, holy shit, it's nine o'clock. I haven't eaten all day today. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. I had water. Like today I had watermelon. I ate like a quarter of a watermelon. <laughs> that was it. Oh, and by the way, I actually was like, because I had the watermelon in my fridge and my daughter never ate it when she was with me uh, over the weekend or over on Sunday. She's like, let's get watermelon. I love watermelon. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And we just sat in the fridge. So I was like, fuck it. I got to eat it or I just spent the money for nothing. But I, saw, but I saw something on TikTok that was someone cutting a watermelon with dental floss. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah, listen, because you can take the dental floss if you have like a, like a wedge of watermelon and you can take the dental floss, stick it in where the red meets the rind and you just kind of pull it right through and then you can push down oh. on the dental floss and slice it. It works. First, I'm going to show that video to my girlfriend. I know she loves watermelon. So, and she's always looking up like interesting ways to like cut stuff. I would have never thought of it. I don't recommend using like the mint wax fucking watermelon because I don't know how that's going to taste. <laughs> Talk about life hack, jeez. <laughs> but I was like, oh, then just try it. So I grabbed the thing of tooth or a dental floss and went, whoosh. I was like, holy shit, it worked. And then I cut it, put it on a plate, and I ate, I ate a quarter. I'm, I'm going to talk about that. And, well, there you go. Well, listen, man, I'm going to let you get to your night. Yeah. Going, is, you, is your girlfriend home? Yeah, she's in the living room right now. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, God forbid, God forbid you spend some time with her. <laughs> yeah. Go and go enjoy uh, your evening. Thank you so much for taking some time. Let's get the, uh, let, let's get, oh, dude, it was my pleasure. Like, believe me, it was uh, my absolute pleasure. Let's get your socials out there so that my mom knows how to follow you. Yeah, so my social is Danny. D A N N Y W H and then it's eight fourteen. The number eight one four. So Danny A N N Y W H eight one four. It's basically my name's Danny White and the it's so it's my Danny and then the first two letters of my last name. And then my birthday, August fourteenth. Oh no. Now we know your birthday, so I'll send you yeah. a card. Dude, everyone thinks it's a zip code. They're like, yo, eight one four, shout out to Vegas. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, <I'm from>. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate this. I definitely look forward to seeing um what happens in the future, and I can't wait to come back for another episode. Dude, you're right. I, I say this to everyone that I've enjoyed having on my podcast, which is uh, everybody, <laughs> uh, because I personally reach out to them. It's not like I, anyone's coming to me going, "Hey, I got something to push." I want to be on your podcast. And I'm like, Hey, you're kind of a dick. I don't want you on my podcast, but yeah. I want to, yeah. It's, it's better when you can just, you yeah. can, you can pick who you want that way. The vibe, you know, the vibe is always genuine. Yep. Not Damn just some guy coming on here just to kind of promote his stuff. I'm a, I'm my own booking agent, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. cause you know, I, like I said, my mom listens, <laughs> no. but I look forward to having you on. The invite is open. You just let me know or yeah. I will get you up. Listen, I'll hit you up in a couple of weeks. I will hit you up anyway uh, cool. to tell you, you know, how bad your music is and shit. But whatever. <laughs> uh, just, listen, if there's someone, if your boys aren't doing it, I'll be someone to ground you as well. I'm mean, like that. 
your music sucked. I can't do it any better, but that was terrible. No. Yeah. I that. <laughs> Some people like I purpose, not purposely, but I've done stuff that I knew wasn't good. And I said it to my boys and like, yo, fire. I'm like, man, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I've sent songs to my other boys and they're like, dog, I love you, but that shit was trash. Right. You need to make something like your other song that was fire. And that's how, you know, like they genuinely thought like when my friends that shit on my music, when I hit them up and they're like, damn, that was fire. I know they're telling the truth. Right. And it, it's so important. Do not surround yourself with yes, men. They are no good. They do not yeah. help. So um, I will read, you know, we'll, we'll chat. We'll definitely chat on, uh, on socials. Thank you again for coming yeah. on. dude. Thank you. What a, what a pleasure getting to know you a little bit. Um, I, I wish you nothing but success. Thanks, man. Absolutely. I'll talk to you later.